Hey, I'm Pastor Mike, and thank you so much for taking time to check out this message. And I hope that it inspires you. I hope it pushes you either towards a relationship with Jesus or further along in your relationship with Jesus. But we would never want this message to replace the reality of what it means to be involved with a local church. Although I'm excited that you're checking this out and I, and I hope it speaks to you, let me encourage you that you need to be involved in a local body. There's something to the fact that you need to be under the authority of the spiritual lead of a pastor and involved in a community that can push you uh, further along. We are meant to be in community. So enjoy this message, but let me encourage you to be seeking an opportunity to be involved with a local church. Good morning, everybody. How are we doing this morning? Morning, morning, man. It's so good to see you guys this morning. Um, let, me, let me ask you a question real quick. Um, anybody have any chaos this week? Anybody have any look, look around, look around, look around. Just so you know you're not the only one. You understand? Um, so here's, here's what's amazing. Uh, let me pull the veil back because, you know, you guys come and it's like, wow, church is so cool and all this sort of stuff. Like the lights weren't working when we got here. The video is still not working. That's why you're hearing me and not announcements right now. You know, it was like, it was, it was sort of like mass chaos this morning. We had all this stuff. You see all this stuff right here? Um, the band is having their prism concert, uh, which let me say to you, and I, and I truly mean this. Last year I went to prism and uh, it was five bucks and I would have paid 25 bucks to come. Um, it's an amazing show these kids put on. So if you want to come back, like next week they'll be doing shows, look it up online. Uh, but come support the band. So Mr. Fieldser says to me, is it okay if we leave a few drums in front of the stage? <laughs> so I walked in this morning, I'm like, Fielder and I need to discuss the word few. But anyway, um, I say all that just because um, sometimes I think that we do the whole Sunday morning church thing and uh, we put on our smiling faces and how are you? Oh, I'm blessed and wonderful. And, um, and you just saw the hands. You just kind of saw the chaos this morning. And boy, the Holy Spirit's kind of like um, sort of pushing me around today, if you will, um, outside of kind of my comfort zone a little bit, outside of my little notes and my script and, you know, everything that I've kind of prepared. And I just just feel it in my spirit that for some reason I need to look at you guys this morning and remind you that God's got it. He really does. Like, that's not just a churchy thing. I'm not just saying that because... Well, you're Pastor Mike. You get paid to say that. Now, uh, hear me, hear me, hear my heart. Hear Mike. Um, I got to be honest with you. If I had walked into this morning on most days, I would have been freaking out this morning. Can I just tell you? I'd have been like, go do this, go do this. And for some reason, God just had my spirit so settled today that everything somebody brought to me went, okay, well, that's kind of funny. Um, and, and I just, I'm hoping that if you don't, get too much more out of the teaching that if you just have an impartation in your spirit today of peace is really what I'm hoping for. And man, I just, I'm, I'm hoping for you to kind of step back from this crazy life because it's a crazy life, right? You know, um, I do ride-alongs now every week with a different officer for the Leesburg PD. It's a crazy place we live in. You know? And I was reminded of that this week as I walked into a situation of a young lady who was threatening to kill herself. It was kind of a weird situation to be in. And I just thought of the hurt and the pain and what's going on inside of us. And so I'm going to give you a couple announcements in a minute. We're going to talk about church stuff, if you will, and events and summer camp. 
But can I remind you why we're here? That we're here to bring the light in the middle of the darkness? Listen, listen, that we're here to bring the peace. And can I challenge you, believer? Can I challenge you? I'm getting a bit of a ring. If you could work on that ring a little bit, it's killing me up here a little bit. But, but listen to me in this, and I mean this. You have to be at peace to give peace. Are, are you hearing me this morning? And God's had me on this personal journey lately. Um, I'm reading, I just finished a book, now my wife's reading it, so we're having all kinds of conversations. Uh, but the tagline of the book is this. You cannot be emotionally immature and spiritually mature at the same time. And the reality that I think that there's many of us, many of us, many of us that have spent a lot of years of walking with Jesus. And maybe you've been walking with Jesus for 30 years. But in all reality, you're not 30 years spiritually old. You're one years old 30 times. Are you following with me? And until, until we make time to find ourselves in God's presence, until we make time, listen to me, make time. It, you have to make time. I know. I don't have time to read my Bible. I don't have time to do this. But if I got you free tickets to your favorite show, you would make time. You know what I'm saying? We have to make time to seek God's presence. So that peace can be what is in our soul, so that we can be the peace for our community and the people that are around us. You you understand what I'm saying to you? That is not in my notes today. I just felt like the Holy Spirit needed me to say that this morning. So take that for whoever that's for this morning. Uh, Let me me do tell you a couple of announcements, and then I want to get into the teaching today. I'm really excited about what the Holy Spirit's put on my heart. Um, Good stuff today. Good stuff today. Young people, pay attention today. It's going to save your life. But anyway... Uh, Mother's Day is coming up, right? Moms, we're, we're excited. Next week we're going to celebrate you. Um, look at your neighbor and say chocolate fountain, right? Next week we are going to have a chocolate fountain here. Um, Vic's Ember, uh, Victor uh, with uh, Vic's Catering always helps us out with the chocolate fountain. So we'll have all kinds of wonderful stuff to dip into the chocolate, um, and it'll be fantastic. We've got some gifts, and then also we have a professional photographer coming to do family portraits. Those will be free. They'll take those and we'll post them online. You'll have them. So that's an excuse for you to like make your whole family come with you because you get a free portrait and all that. So we're going to celebrate moms next week. So uh, let, let me let me let me say this to the guys. Um, hey guys, um, get your, get you get your kids to come with mom and and be, be here with mom. Um, she, she really really wants that. She really wants us to engage in that. And if you're watching this online, get here next week for that exact reason. A couple other things. One is graduation recognition. If you're a graduate and you want to be recognized, we would love to do that. So you can sign up on the Connect card there um, and do that. And then we've got uh, summer campus coming out. I'm so excited. So with our Camp Anderson, which is our teenagers, we've already got 40 signed up for Camp Anderson. So that's pretty amazing. Um, we can get more spots if we need. So if you know someone else who would like to still go to summer camp with us, we'll work with that whole scenario. And just to remind you, um, we go to Camp Anderson because of their work with the foster kids. Uh, this is a Christian camp. I mean, preach the word Christian camp. But they are recognized by the state of Florida as the place for foster kids to go to summer camp. And so every week they line up and design the whole camp by areas and they bring the foster kids from those areas. So last year, and they make it a mission field. We tell our kids this is a mission trip and a summer camp. So last year, uh, they friended this one girl 
um, who was in foster care at the time. All of our kids have kind of kept relationship with her. And, uh, and so one of them said, I uh, sent this girl a, a message. She would like to go to camp with us. So she contacted me. And so even though she's in a group home, we've worked out a scenario for her to make sure she's going to camp at the same time as us. So, so just, I just want you to hear that because so many of you are helping scholarship our kids to go to summer camp. And it is so amazing to think that it's not just summer camp. It's not just, um, you know, the whole um, scenario of camp is... I, I, because of camp, I'm your pastor today. If I didn't have summer camp, and everybody always laughs whenever I say it, but I grew, grew up going to summer camp. It was named after a bishop in our diocese, but I grew up going to summer camp at Camp Weed. That's the true story. Um, no, there was no cannabis, no CBD, anything else, no other letters. It just was the name of it. But it was foundational in my life. So, uh, so man, I, I, be praying for our kids as they prep for that. We're going to jump right into Proverbs. Uh, last week we started a new series. You pull out your notes, they're in there in your guide. And uh, if you don't usually take notes, um, take notes today. Um, if, uh, if that's just not your thing, then um, take notes today. Um, if you don't know how to write, take notes today. All right? And I say that, listen to me, because I really believe some of the things that we're going to say today um, were reminders for me in areas of my life this week. And, and things for me that have challenged me in a couple areas, and, and I hope we'll do the same with you. But we've, we're, I hope you're following with us. I challenged you with the idea last week to read through Proverbs, and the way we're doing it is pick the proverb of, today, of the day. So what's today's date? Cinco de Mayo, right? Today's the 5th, right? Um, be careful with your tacos and whatever else. You understand what I'm saying to you? Cinco de Mayo. Um, but, but take the 5th and you read excuse me, the proverb of that day. So yesterday you would have read the fourth chapter of Proverbs, right? And so let me challenge you as we're doing this to walk through with us. And if you have been doing that, then yesterday obviously you would have read the fourth chapter and you would have read our theme verse for this teaching series. It's Proverbs 4 through 7, or 4 verse 7. Wisdom is, what's the word? Wisdom is what? Wisdom is supreme, therefore get wisdom. Though it costs you all you have, write that check. That's Mike's version. Though it costs you all you have, write that check. Get understanding, right? Wisdom, we talked last week about the difference between knowledge and wisdom. And, and, and what I want to remind you, in case you weren't here is the Hebrew word for wisdom really translates skilled living. Come on, anybody want to live skillfully? Anybody like to do it just a little bit better than the way you did it last week? I, I would, right? And so, so how do we get wisdom? How do we do that? That's what we're talking about. Many of us are struggling with life in all kinds of areas. Kind, of like, kind of like the guy in the grocery store. And he's got his, uh, he's got his little two-year-old, and he's pushing the grocery basket. He's got his two-year-old in that little kid basket, you know what I'm talking about? He's got them all locked in and stuff, and he's walking along. Kid is just losing his mind, just screaming, crying, kicking, just and nothing dad does, right? And so dad is very calmly talking just like this, and he's like, it's going to be okay, Albert. Don't get upset, Albert. It's okay, Albert. Don't lose your mind, Albert. It's going to be okay, Albert. It's going to be okay. And this mom sees him, and she comes over, and she goes, oh, my gosh. You've got to be the most patient dad I've ever seen. That's amazing. I mean, little, little Albert's obviously having a bad day. He goes, ma'am, I'm Albert. 
Come on, anybody had a week like that? Right? That we all have struggles, we all have stuff that is going on. And so we need some skills. We need some skills to learn how to live life. We need some skills to deal with those, those moments when we feel like we're going to lose our mind. Knowledge versus wisdom. Knowledge is facts. Knowledge is information. I find, I find personally, and, and this is a little bit condemning for me personally, too, I find in the church we love knowledge. Right? We love to be able to spout out a verse. We love to be able to tell you what the Greek says and... That word is used 14 times in the New Testament. I mean, that, and listen to me, there's nothing wrong with that stuff. The problem is, is that's not the goal. The goal is not to just garner a bunch of knowledge, right? That, that's not the goal of Christianity. The goal of Christianity is skilled living, is wisdom. And wisdom is actually the application of that knowledge. So we all want to get better, that we all have areas of our lives where... Whew, we'd like to do it better. Anybody's got some areas of your life where you'd like to do it better? Yet you feel like there's a lid. <laughs> you keep hitting the lid. You keep going, why? Like, why can't I get, why do I keep going around this mountain, right? Those of us who have tempers, we lose our temper and we, dang it, why did I do that again? Right? And we seem to have this ongoing struggle, same issues, same problems. Last week we read this about wisdom. Proverbs 9 and 10, it says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. So I gave you a little word of, word of wisdom number one last week, and it, it, it said this. It was, when I understand what it means to fear God, I can live fearlessly. Right? Not fear God, not cower, not this, but have an awe and a reverence for, right? We, we just kind of broke into song. We had like musical sermon last week, right? And we, and we just sang, holy God, you are holy. And, 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 and that, that awe, that reverence. One thing I miss, if I'm honest, about the Episcopal Church. I grew up a whiskey pallion in the Episcopal Church. And, um, and um, I can say that. I, I went to church there. But, but, but one of the things I remember when you walked into church, and I love the way we do church, and we will continue to do it that way. But I will say... I loved walking into the stained glass, and everybody was quiet. And what it created was this, this awe, right? This, this, this honor. And you didn't have squeaking air conditioners either. You know what I'm saying? Like, but but, but that, 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 that approach to God that's not fearful because you're approaching God, but just a sense of... God, you're so big, so amazing. And that is the beginning, according to the Bible, of what it means to be wise. Wisdom, though, is lived out by listening. Stop throwing elbows. I'm talking to you. Right? Wisdom is lived out by listening. We gather wisdom by listening to God, the Bible, the Holy Spirit, other people, even situations. We see a situation in what God is doing. And so I want to pick up the fact that we said wisdom begins with fear, but I want to pick up the verse right before it in Proverbs 9, 9 says this. Listen, instruct the wise and they will be wiser still. Teach the righteous and they will add to their learning. Right? Here, here's what I think that says, and here's the first fill in there. 
Wisdom comes through teachability. Wisdom comes through teachability. Teachability. In other words, that I would be teachable, that I would be open to, that I would listen. Anybody here, if you're honest, have a hard time sometimes being teachable? Any hard-headed people here? Don't throw elbows. I'm talking to you. Right? Right? And it's about being teachable. What's amazing about this idea of teachability, listen to this, and I will give you some numbers. 26 out of the 31 chapters of Proverbs cover this topic. 26 of the 31 Proverbs, right? 10 of the chapters start with this concept. So obviously I think God would maybe try to say something to you. So the beginning of fear is wisdom, but today I want to talk about this idea of teachability. Proverbs 13, 13 through 14. People who despise advice are asking for trouble. Don't you love it when people give you advice? Why, why was there a little murmur? Because nobody likes advice. Not right? Like, like somebody comes and tells you, I think you should do this, or I think you should do it that way. And you're like, I think you should jump off a bridge. Come on. That's the emotion. That's the feeling, right? Listen to this. But, but people who despise advice are asking for t- trouble. Those who respect a command will succeed. Hmm. The instruction of the wise is like a life-giving fountain. Jesus said to the woman, I have water that you know nothing of. I have water that you could drink and you would have no thirst no more, right? The instruction of the wise is like a life-giving fountain. Those who accept it avoid the snares of death. In my life, I've seen people that I kind of thought, I could do better than they are doing. Can we be raw today a little bit? You ever been in a situation, you ever been at work, looked at someone and said, I can do a better job than they can. Why are they in that place? Why did they get the promotion? Why do, why do people seem to choose them over? And here's what I have to say. It's time for us to look in the mirror and say, one of the issues is teachability. It's not capability. It's teachability. Right? That the reality of it is, it's a heart issue. It's something inside of us. I've been sure of myself at times in my life, and I wasn't listening to anybody, including God. Right? I got this. I know what I'm doing. Anybody ever been there? You ever had that cocky, I've been doing this a long time. Come on, you've been at a job for 15 years, and they bring the new kid in. You're like, dork. You don't say that. You're like, hi, welcome. We're so glad you're here. But that's what you're thinking, right? And then when he has a new idea, you're like, oh, stupid kid. Because we can get so sure of ourselves and pride creeps in. And pride becomes a struggle for us. And so I want to talk today about teachability. I want to help us. Listen to me. I'm saying us today. This is for Mike too. I want us to learn a little bit of teachability today and the habit of what it means to be teachable. And this is why I said to me, listen to me, young people, please listen to me today. And I don't say that 
because I'm looking at you and going, you're unteachable, you're too prideful, rah, 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 rah. I'm not saying that. Here's what I'm saying to you. Please don't be as stupid as I was. That's what I'm saying to you. What I'm saying to you is, is if you will learn and practice this concept of being teachable, right? I'm telling you, your life will go so much better. God will do amazing things with those who are teachable, right? I laugh. I still, every once in a while, I look and I kind of go, I really don't get it, God. I really don't know why you picked Mike to do this job. I don't. I say it all the time. I don't mean that to be false humility. I'm really dumb, y'all. Y'all don't know. The Holy Spirit makes me look really good. Because half the time when you come to me and say, Pastor Mike, I need to talk and counsel, I'm looking at you going, I don't know what to say. And then the Holy Spirit says something out of my mouth and I think, i got to go right to town. That was good. I'm serious. I'm not the smartest guy. But I've learned to be teachable. I learned to put myself in places where I said, okay, I'll listen. I don't like it. I don't like going to an elder meeting and coming with a great idea and they poo-poo all over it. But I need them to do that. Do you you hear what I'm saying to you? I, I need them to do that. I need people in my life. You need people in your life that don't always tell you yes. We are, yeah, we are, listen, we are a people and a culture that have gotten so easily offended, right? Everything is, and I, Jen and I were talking about the other day, we were, we were watching these kids and, and, oh, I know what it was. We turned on Lawrence Welk last night. Anybody remember Lawrence Welk? All the young people are like, what? A wonderful, a wonderful, a wonderful, right? So we turned on Lawrence Welk last night. I kid you not, do not get offended. I'm about to say some things that Lawrence Welk said, not Mike Matheny. Swear this is what came out of his mouth on the show last night. He's on national television back in 1843, whatever it was. If you remember, that's you. But uh, no, my kids were like, this is old, Dad. I was like, yeah, this is old when I was young, too. Um, Anyway, he said this. Listen to me. He said, and next we're going to have a song, a song from my daughter and our little Mexican girl. I swear. Jen looked at me, Christinda looked at me, and they were like, oh my gosh. Are you serious? No, no, listen, listen, listen. Don't get crazy about that. But here's what I'm just saying to you. We've gotten to a place where we are so offended, we're so worried about what everybody's saying and all. We're, we're scared. Like the, the whole millennial generation that's, that's running our workforce right now and becoming our workforce, man, they're scared to death. Like they, they just live life like this, of offending someone, and I didn't text them back just right on time. And like that's not a way to live, right? That, that, that's, that's just not a way that, that God... But, but, but we've got to come to a place where we're teachable, where we can listen to other ideas and not get so easily offended, right? I'm going to bank on that all day, but I'm going to move on. Proverbs 1 and 5. Let the wise listen to these proverbs because and become even wiser. Let those with understanding, what's that word? Receive. Receive guidance. What does it mean to receive? I underlined that in my notes and I circled it. Because I can tell you guidance. Children, your parents can give you guidance. 
Your teacher can give you guidance. Your boss can give you guidance. The question is, will you receive it? That's teachability. What about when they're wrong? Let me ask you a question. Is there something you can take out of it that might be right for you? I know this will surprise you, but I take a lot of criticism. Everybody has an opinion about the way I do church or don't do church. Everybody has an opinion about the way I parent because my kids live in a fishbowl. Right? And so I get all the time, Pastor Mike, you should do this. Pastor Mike, you should do that. Pastor Mike, you shouldn't do this. You shouldn't, you shouldn't say this from the pulpit. You're Right? And it's in that moment that I've got to go back and look at this proverb. Let the wise listen to these proverbs become even wiser. Let those with understanding receive guidance. Because what I can do is go, shut up. Leave me alone. Right? Or even worse, I can in my mind attack them. Come on. Here's the attack. Well, they're just old and out of it. They don't know. Here's the the personal attack. They they don't know because they stink at their job, so I'm not listening to them here at the job in the workplace. Here's what I want to say to you. Listen to me. Everything that comes at you may not be good, but you can make it good if you're teachable. If you'll be willing to sort through the poo-poo of it, there might be a nugget. There might be a little piece of something that you can say, you know, I don't like the way they brought it to me. I don't like the way they said it to me. Right? I don't like those kind of things. But what if? What if there's something in there that I need to be honest with myself? Maybe this is something to consider. Right? So I've had people say different things to me. Over the, like I'll say, I used to always say, I'm going to just say it and get it out there. It'll be fun. Um, so I used to always say something and I would say, oh my God, when that happens, it makes my butt pucker. And Mr. Wally came to me and said, I really don't like it when you say that. I don't think you should say that. And my very holy pastor response in my head was shut up and leave me alone at first. And then I started thinking through it. What if somebody coming off the street for the very first time comes to our church and that's offensive to them? Is it worth getting a laugh for me to offend that person? And so I sorted through my own feelings. Are you following me? I sorted through my own feelings of this correction and said, you know what, what can I take from this? And maybe I should consider that. So that's the last time I'm going to say that. I just said it for you. If it slips out, it slips out. But just kidding. Let the wise listen to these proverbs and become even wiser. Let those with understanding receive guidance. So... Pastor Ron Cook uh, was the pastor out at, he was a pastor at First Baptist, and I taught singles and uh, college and career age under him um, when I was not in the ministry yet. And then he formed South Point Baptist, and I went there and helped start that church. Um, And then he fired me. (laughs) Right? Jerk. No, no, no. No, but but, but listen, because this is really important. So... Pastor Ron and I maintained a healthy relationship because God told me I had to. Not because I wanted to. Do you, do you hear what I'm saying? And I had plenty of opportunity. Plenty of people came to me and sat down with me and said, so what really happened? And it was like the devil just dangling in front of my face. Go ahead, blast him. Go ahead, you're right. And, I, and listen to me, I never did. I ne- not once did I ever do it. So we hadn't had much of a relationship for years until just recently one of our elders says, 
why don't you consider making Pastor Ron one of the overseers? And I thought, why don't you jump off a bridge? And then I thought, why would I not do that? He's a counselor. He's a fantastic counselor, right? So I set up a meeting, and I went and sat down with him, and I think he was surprised, but he agreed to become one of the overseers of our church. And now I'm submitted to him, and I go to him once a month, and he's a counselor. So I'm in counseling, y'all. I'm getting better. It's awesome. Listen, listen, listen. But he challenged me recently about this emotional health thing. And can I tell you the process that I went through because I think this is the process that you'll go through. I want to be really practical today because I want you to grasp the spirit of teachability. She said, Mike, I think you have some areas of your life where you are emotionally immature. (laughs) I can't say some of the thoughts that went through my head. It wouldn't be appropriate in church. Mr. Wally would call me out on it, right? And I wrestled. Can I, can I be honest? I wrestled. Listen to me. I wrestled. I wrestled because I came up with all kinds of excuses. Like I, I thought about this area of my life and thought, you know, that's some area that I need to work on and something I need to consider. But then I rationalized. Yeah, but he doesn't know. And we hadn't been hanging out for like 10 years. So he hasn't seen the growth in me now. And I'm much better now than I was when I was on staff with it. Come on, do you not do this stuff, right? And I had to come to the place of going, are you going to submit and be teachable? Are you going to be cocky butt? And so I say that to you because, listen, every single one of you here, I don't, I don't care where you are in life, has some people around you that are either bosses or over you or authorities. You have a pastor if you choose for this to be your church or another church. You've got a pastor there. And no one likes advice. And yet the scripture is telling us that we should love it and seek it out. Right? And I just, I want to challenge you this morning to work on this area of teachability in your life. So let me give you three things. Let me give you three things today. The teachable number one are humble. The teachable are humble. Will I lay down my pride. Let me translate that. Let me say it a different way. Will I shut up? Come on. Just because you got an opinion doesn't mean it's a good one to share. Just because you think you know you're right, listen to me, is not necessarily God's timing for correction. Right? So, so for us to get to that place, let me say it to you this way. Humility is voluntary. Humiliation is not. Humility is voluntary. You can choose to humble yourself. Teens, kids, you can choose to humble yourself with your parents. And I know they're old, they don't get it. They don't know. They don't understand me. I get all that. But you can either choose to be humble or you can find yourself in humiliation. How many of us have gone the humiliation route? It's a bummer. It's a real bummer, right? It's a real bummer. Listen to Proverbs 11 and 2. When pride comes, then comes disgrace. But with humility comes wisdom. 
And I ask you this morning to be honest and look in the mirror and check your pride. Maybe it's at work. Maybe it's at home. Maybe the marriage is struggling because of pride. Because I won't humble myself and sacrifice. Because we've gotten so trenched in that we're at war more than we're at peace. Well, I humble myself at work. Because see, this is what Jesus did. Every time they thought he was about to step up and do something crazy, he knelt down and washed somebody's feet. Every time they had this different picture of who Jesus was. They thought he was the conquering king, come in and take over and all. And yet every time he would take time and go and kneel down and heal somebody of their wounds. That's, that's what it means for us to be Jesus followers, that I would actually take on the concept of humility. Number two, the teachable are always growing. Let me say it to you this way. Pastor Ron did not criticize me. He gave me a growth opportunity. That person that criticized you this this week, you have a chance to take it one of two ways. You can just take it as criticism and get mad. Or you can take it as a growth opportunity. You can sort through all the stuff. Yeah, they said it wrong. Yeah, they were a jerk. Yeah, they had a little attitude, whatever. But can I sort through all that enough to say... But what is there a piece of truth that I can deal with that can shape me and mold me into who God wants me to be, right? The the, the teachable are are always growing. (laughs) So I've talked every once in a while about Al, my trainer. Al Cardiello is is trainer at Infinity Fitness. And um, Al's spiritual gift is not encouragement. It's not. Al is, because listen to me, because Al's not, he didn't sign up to be a cheerleader. He signed up to be a trainer. Al's not really worried about how I feel. He's worried about how I look and feel physically. You follow what I'm saying? And so Al, very seldom do we get a great job. Honestly, very seldom. Most of the time, he looks across the room and he goes, what is that doing? Really, you call that a squat? Get your butt down. Are you crazy? Come on. And it's... It's funny because in our culture today, we are like so offended in that scenario. And listen to me, listen, listen, listen. Not every bit of criticism that comes at you is just evil. Listen, a lot of it is a growth opportunity. A lot of it is an opportunity for you to consider things inside of yourself. Proverbs 27 and 17, as iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. We love that verse, we say it, we've said it so much, it just rolls off our tongue. But do you think about the process? Listen to the process. Iron sharpens iron. There's heat and fire and metal shavings coming off. It's not pretty. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? We're not supposed to be all... Are you you okay? I'm okay, are you okay? Come on, I'm going to use the term and if somebody gets offended, I'll talk to you later. Send me an email at I'm not going to read it.com. But listen to me. We're raising a culture. We're being a part of a culture. We're snowflakes, y'all. You know what a snowflake is? That we can't take any form of criticism. That we can't take any kind. 
part of my Savior is that I'll humble myself and I'll look at it as a growth opportunity. That I, that I recognize I, I, I'm not trying to have a war with this person here. Do you know where the real war is? It's in me. T.D. Jake says the enemy is enemy. Right? The reality that I'm trying to develop. I want to be the best Christ follower that I can be. And if I'm going to do that, I'm going to have to be humble and I'm going to have to grow. It's, It's not a pleasant verse, but it's a reality. So let me give you some thoughts on how to grow. Because we say those kind of things, but I'm, I'm the practical guy. I want to know how to go implement that tomorrow. Like, how do I put that into play? Number one in your notes there is, you have to initiate growth. You have to initiate growth. Listen to me, growth is not going to happen by osmosis. Right? You have to initiate it. You have to do something. James 1 and 5. If you need wisdom, ask our generous God for wisdom. In other words, you've got to initiate, and He will give it to you. You have to initiate, but how many of you know that signing up for the gym is not going to make you skinny? Anybody sign up for the gym? Don't raise your hand. No, 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 don't raise your hand. Don't raise your hand. Right? It's not going to make you skinny. So number two is you've got to implement. You've got to implement. Implementation day is today, I'm claiming it, for you. You know all that stuff you're going to do next week? <laughs> no, it's today. All that stuff that you're, I'm, I'm, I'm starting my diet. And three weeks after my vacation. Right? Listen to me. Those that are growing, those that are serious about becoming who God's called us to be and are teachable in their spirit, learn I need to grow and I'm going to have to implement. I'm going to have to put something into gear, right? <laughs> some of us have made it, some of you guys made New Year's resolutions, resolutions to lose weight, right? Some of you made like a New Year's resolution to, to lose 30 pounds. And here we are in May, and you only got 40 to go. Implement. You have, to, you have to not just initiate, but you have to implement and put it into play, James 1 and 22. Be doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving yourself. So if I initiate and I implement, that kind of is where we stop sometimes. Listen to me. You also have to improve. A grower is always looking to improve. Always looking to improve. So there's two churches in, in the United States that are the largest churches in the United States. Pastor Craig Rochelle and Pastor um, Chris Hodges um, in Birmingham, Alabama. And I heard this story about these two guys the first time that they ever got together. I heard the guy tell the story and he said this. He said when they got together, he had the joy of watching them. He picked up Pastor Craig, took him to there, and they sat down. And he said it was like a duel. It was a learner's duel. He said they both pulled out legal pads and they had written out questions that they were going to ask each other and the one said well the only reason i came to your church because i want to ask you questions he said the only reason i invited you because i want to ask you questions here's the two guys that have the two largest church and what are they doing learning right if we're going to have a teachable spirit we should always be learning always doing more you can always improve don't get stagnant in your walk with god I don't care how long you've been walking with God, you still don't know a whole lot about Him. Come on. The more I know about God, the more I know I don't know about God. Anybody else? Right? That we should, should always be improving, always. James 3 and 17. But the wisdom from above is, first of all, pure. 
It's also peace-loving and gentle at all times and willing to yield to others. Woo! Anybody else struggle with that one? Somebody else says something and you know they're wrong. You know that thing inside of you that's like, no, i got to fix them. No, i got to, no, 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 listen to this. Yield to others. Can I suggest that maybe some of us here would start being more teachable? By stopping correcting everyone. By stop trying to fix everyone around us. Guys, we do this, right? My, my guys talked about this in our small group yesterday morning. Man, we just love to fix everything, right? Our wives say something, we're like, oh, you should do this and this and this, right? And they do the whole thing, you don't ever listen to me, right? And there's a communication issue, right? But that, we would yield, yield to others. It is full of mercy and the fruit of good deeds. It shows no favoritism and is always sincere. Say it this way. Seasons of improvement sometimes last a while. Seasons of improvement, they sometimes last a while, right? It was amazing to me this past week, I posted this silly little picture. I don't know if you saw that I posted, but it said, my plan, and it had a guy on a bike, and it was a straight line and a flag. And then it said, God's plan, and it had him on it, and it had like, oh, this like it was like an obstacle course to get to where it was, Right? And it had the James passage, consider it all joy when you have trials and tribulations, right? So that you will lack nothing is what it said. I was floored. Do you guys know, listen, listen, that is the most responded to post I have ever put out. 83 people shared it. And I thought, whoa, whoa, did I just touch something? Like that was me being teachable as a pastor, like going, whoa, 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 did I just put my finger on something, Right? In that reality, listen, there's so many of us who are struggling with life doesn't work the way we think it should work. But there's a yielding that has to come. There's a yielding to, to God and, and to what He's doing and, and, and being teachable in that. Many of you are in a season of learning right now. So let me ask the question, are you learning? Because you can't whine and learn at the same time. Right? It doesn't work that way. You know why? Because learning is about your attitude. So if you're whining, you're not learning because your attitude's in the wrong place. Right? Maybe you're in a learning season right now. Are you learning? Encouragement feels good. Listen to this. But correction fosters growth. Encouragement feels good, but correction fosters growth. So when do we become wise enough and mature enough to say, I actually need correction. I need it. I need Mr. Wally. I I need Mr. Don, Mr. Marvin, others that are elders and leaders in our church. I need those guys to go, don't say this. What about we do that? I I, I need, and, and you do too. Who's the person, don't say their name out loud, who's the person that gets under your skin the most. Just think about it for a minute. Could it be, listen to me, could it be that God's trying to teach you the most through that person? 
Could it be that if I was teachable, if I would turn my attitude and my thoughts away from my angst towards them and say, okay, God, what, what, are you, what are you trying to teach me? What is it that they're saying that there's actually a little bit of truth to? That's why it makes me so mad. How do I address that? How do I deal with that in, in my own heart? And then once we grow to that place, well, then we can inspire is the last one. We can inspire. See, people around you will be inspired as they see you grow and ask, how? How do I do this better? How can people will be inspired when they see that James 3 and 18? And those who are peacemakers will plant seeds. Did you catch that? They'll plant seeds of peace and reap a harvest of righteousness. So to be teachable, we got to be somebody who's, who's about learning, who's about growth, right? And we initiate, implement, improve, and inspire. Let me give you the last one and I'm going to close. The teachable embrace correction. The teachable embrace correction. Or maybe I should say it this way. Correction is not rejection. There's a little boy in here that feels insecurity. Is there a little boy in you, a little girl in you that feels insecurity? Anybody else kind of sometimes, have you ever felt like you're an adult, you're, you're an adult but you feel like a kid still and you're just kind of playing the adult role? And that insecurity and that struggle inside of us causes us to have any kind of correction, feel like rejection of who I am and, and pushing back. But correction can do one of two things. It can make you bitter or it can make you better. And it's your choice, right? It's, it's your choice of whether I take that correction and I go, I don't like you and rah, 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 rah. Or if I'm teachable and humble enough to go, okay, what's, what's true? What, what's real? What, 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 is it that, what is it that I need to learn? But let me warn you this one. Bitter probably means you're going to have to learn it again. Anybody else been bitter and run around that mountain a few times? Right? Can I encourage you to ask the Holy Spirit to help you to embrace correction? To, to look for it. Help, help, help me. Help, help me to be better. Proverbs 12 and 1. To learn, you must love discipline. Come on, that's a hard one. Right? That's like telling your kid, you're going to love this spanking. Right? You don't get to go to summer camp with the other kids because you lied. You're going to love it. Nobody loves it, but, but the scripture says, so can we learn to? We must be able to learn to if the scripture says that. Right? To learn, you must love discipline. I love this. It is stupid to hate correction. I love it. The Bible says stupid. That was the Bible, Mr. Wally. Where are you? Just saying. Just kidding. Am I willing to embrace correction? to see the results of wisdom. Let me ask you, how badly do you want to be wise? How badly do you want to have skilled living? Right? Is it just lip service? Like, do we just say, well, I I want to do life better. And it's just lip service because then we turn around and correction comes at us. Now it comes in at us in the form of our coworker. And they're a jerk. They're a jerk. But am I wise enough? To say, no, 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 I want wisdom. And even though they did it badly, what can I sort through and find in that that's true, that maybe is 
something I'm not doing well or I could do better here at the office. Sometimes, not, I mean very seldom because you guys are holy people, but sometimes we don't do it so well with our spouse. Anybody else say some rah, 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 rah words at your spouse? Come on, guys. We're the worst. We say something and then we're just like, oh, could I just pull it back in? Right? Wrong choice of words. But can we come to the point to be a people where we say, no, 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 no. I'm going to embrace correction. I'm going to embrace the reality that I need people around me to speak life. Word of wisdom number two for this week. I'll close with this. The habit of a teachable spirit produces a life of consistent wisdom. The habit of a teachable spirit produces a life of consistent wisdom. I don't know about you, but man, I would love somebody to say about that about my life. Right? Man, it just seemed like that person consistently was wise, consistently knew the right thing to do or the right thing to say. But the only way for you and I to get to that place, right, is to be humble, right? For me to grow, for me to grow, I need someone to correct me. And for me to embrace that correction. Can I challenge you this morning? Some of you guys have been believers for a long, long time. And in all honesty, you you need to hear or you need to consider how mature really am I? Because it's not chronological. It's depth of my spirit. Right? It's it's the depth of, of my spirit. So I need people around me to bring correction. So we do things here at the church like we have small groups. And when we talk about small groups, I think sometimes sitting in the audience, we're like, yeah, that's what churches do. They either do Sunday school or small groups. That's just kind of something. No, no, no. Listen to me. That's critical. It's critical for you to get into a place where you can sit in a circle. Right now you're in a row. We need you in a circle because a circle is more optimal for your growth because that's where iron sharpens iron. I bring you in here and I pep rally you. I challenge you. I give you some concepts to go out there and live. But now you've got to have somebody to get shoulder to shoulder with you to live life. You need somebody that's, that's close enough friend to you to go, yo, what's going on in your marriage? What's going on in your life? That's, that's what we have to do. And, and some of you today actually starts life steps. Today's life step number one. It's about to happen in just a few minutes. And some of you, if, if, if this is the place that you need to be, then you need to go and go to life step number one today and start that process. We don't just do that. It's not just a membership class. Listen to me. Our desire is to help you grow. We want you to find freedom from your past. We want you to find purpose in what it is because you need to make the difference that God created you to make a difference. But the only way you and I are going to do that better is becoming teachable. told Pastor Ron (laughs) dude why did you put up with me as long as you did because when I look back I knew everything you know what I'm saying somehow I forgot it all but I knew everything back then I had an answer for everything a response for everything 
And that man was so stinking patient with me. And now I get to turn around today and I'm a little bit more mature. And I'm going, okay, teach me. I want to learn. I want to do it better. And man, I'm hoping that for you today. I'm hoping that the Holy Spirit talks to your heart today. See, you know what? I got to deal with pride. I got to let down just a little bit. And then there's somebody here today that you've never surrendered your life to God. You got all kinds of arguments about why you don't believe this or why you don't believe that or that didn't happen or this didn't happen. And here's all I'm telling you. The only way your life is going to get better is for you to fulfill what your creator created you to do. And the only way for you to do that is to be teachable by surrendering. I don't know as much as I think I know. If I did, my life would be going better. But right now, it ain't going so great. And Jesus would say to you, I, I, got, all, I, got, I got it all planned out for you. All I'm asking you to do is surrender your heart today. So if you're far from God today, I'm going to pray in just a minute. And I'm going to ask you to pray that prayer. To draw back closer to Him. To be teachable. To ask God for, to forgive you for your pride. Let's pray that. God, thank you so much for your word. of a kind of a tough teaching a bit God if we're honest but one we really need as we address pride we, we address the issues inside of our heart and so I'm praying God for all of us and me included I'm asking would you make my heart more teachable I humble myself before you today I surrender my life to you I go palms up today God this life is your life all that you have and all that you want is all that I want. I surrender my heart today. Again, I put you back on the throne and say, teach me, God, to walk in your ways. Teach me, Jesus, to be more like you. For those of you who've never surrendered your heart, I'm going to pray a prayer. I'm going to say some words that are just words. you got to put the sincerity behind it. You might pray something like this. God, today I surrender my life to you. I realize, God, I've been a little hard-hearted, maybe a little prideful, and I've pushed away. But today I choose to surrender, give my life to you. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for dying for my sins today. Will you come into my heart today and make me 